turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. And when jealousy consumes our thoughts, it can quickly consume our lives. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with Pastor Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Today we're going to be in Genesis 39, and I entitled this message, When the Party's Over. Don't you hate when that happens? When reality hits us between the eyes? It's when we know that the party is simply over. It's when all the fun and excitement is done with. It's like somehow the rain clouds have swept in and it's now raining all over our parade. I remember when I was 16 years old, my parents told me they were getting a divorce. It was kind of surreal as I thought to myself, okay, what does that even mean exactly? What do I do now? Maybe you've had something tragic happen to you. Some unexpected bad news, a loss of a loved one, a close friend. Maybe it's been something else, like a loss of a job. Whatever it may be, it's left you in a tailspin, and life hasn't been the same. It's affected the way you live. Your life has now changed because of that event or change in circumstances. And now, well, life is different from the way it used to be. Well, as we pick up here in this book of Genesis that we're kind of doing some studies in, our hearts have to go out to this young man named Joseph. From the time he was born, he was the apple of his father Jacob's eye. And because of that, he was treated better than all of his 10 older brothers. It wasn't his fault. We never read of him demanding special treatment. He was simply favored by his dad probably because he was the firstborn of the only woman that Jacob really, truly loved, and that was Rachel. As you remember, he ended up with four wives. He didn't want four wives. He only wanted one, just Rachel. But because of her father, his stepdad, it just caused a whole ripple effect of a nightmare, and he ended up with four wives. But anyway, Joseph, again, was the firstborn of the love of his life, Rachel. We know Joseph tried to please his father. As you remember, he was a, well, a tattletale. For he told his father that his brothers were lazy, slackers, you could say. One of the signs of affection that Jacob, his father, had for his son Joseph was giving him a multicolored robe. This was not only a sign of his father's affection, but it was also a daily reminder to all of his older brothers of his favored position and authority in the family. Yes, Joseph had position over his older brothers, and they knew it. This, of course, wasn't fair for all of his siblings. It's never a healthy thing to do in a family to favor one child over another. 
And as we saw in times past, Joseph's brothers couldn't stand it any longer. In fact, the Bible says that they hated him, that they hated him more, and that they hated him even more. And that's when their ugly sin nature raised up within them. Yes, hatred and jealousy continue to consume their every thought. And when jealousy consumes our thoughts, it can quickly consume our lives. That's when we can be tempted to retaliate. We can want and desire to strike back, doing something that maybe we had never dreamed of doing before. Yes, it all starts in the realm of the mind. And that's why it's critically important for you and for me to guard against what we dwell on and think on on our minds. Second Corinthians 10.5 says, We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing that's raised up against the knowledge of God. And, listen to this, we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. See, we're to take every thought captive captive. That word captive in the Greek means to take it as a prisoner. So we're to take our thoughts as prisoners, the ones that are negative, and see, it gives us a picture of taking those thoughts of outrage and locking them down into a prison cell to render them no longer able to operate within us. And if we don't do that, if we don't take those thoughts of outrage captive, that's when we can fall prey to doing something that we will most surely regret later. Remember the time Jesus was going to speak to the Samaritans and they turned him away? Listen to what James and John said. This is why they were nicknamed the Sons of Thunder. They said to the Lord in Luke 9:54, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But it's like, oh my goodness, like as if they had the ability of doing that in the first place. But Jesus just looked at them and he said, he rebuked them. He says, you do not know what kind of a spirit you are. You know, and the Son of Man, he did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. See, God didn't come to destroy, but to save. Obviously, if people reject Christ, they are not going to spend eternity in heaven with him. But understand, Jesus wants to save them. Think about all the enemies you have in life. Think about all those people that cause you pain and hardship in your life, and you're thinking, oh, man, one day you're going to get roasted in judgment. But God's desire is that we would pray for them, that they would come into a relationship with Christ. You know, it's like, so Jesus rebuked them. Yet, before we judge James and John as being completely heartless, again, as we look in the mirror, we, I never cease to amaze myself on how much I can fail in that area myself. You know, it's just like I'll be driving down the road and everything's good. I'm listening to, you know, worship music on the radio and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, someone cuts me off. All of a sudden, I'm ready. Hey, pal, pull it over. <laughs> You're ready to go to blows with somebody. And I'm thinking, wait a second. This isn't going to look good. Pastor gets into a fist fight with someone on the freeway. No, never a good sign. You know, or what about when we have to go to the DMV and you don't have an appointment? 
What a waste of life. I mean, it's like if any company ran DMV besides the government, it would be so much better. But I remember 40 years ago going into DMV without an appointment and being there forever, forever. I mean, like, oh, my goodness. And here it is 40 years later. Still, you're going to DMV. You're there forever. Can't they get it together? Can't they streamline that? Can't they find people to work harder? It's like if any regular business owned it again that thing would be ran so much better but of course it's a government you know deal but whatever okay so all i'm saying is there's certain things in life that will drive you crazy like the person in a prius oh whoa did i say that (laughs) anyway that drives in the fast lane at 50 miles an hour hey look if you want to drive in the freeway at 50 miles an hour. Could you do it in the slow lane and not the fast lane? Hey, does it sound like I'm on a soapbox? I think I am. Anyway, I'm sorry. Moving on here. But getting back to Joseph, the fact that he was his father's favorite added with he was a tattletale did nothing but add to the hatred that his brothers had towards him. It festered like a wound that's never been cleansed. And that deep-seated hatred turned into an infection of hate as his older brothers wanted to kill him. What? Yes, they wanted to kill their little brother. Yet, as we saw in past studies, God had his mercy working through Reuben and Judah, his older brothers, and they spared Joseph's life as they sold him to some traveling Ishmaelite slave traders as a slave. And he only got 20 shekels of silver. You know, the Bible says that a slave was worth 30 shekels of silver. So they even gave him for the bargain basement deal. Well, look, they could care less about the money. They just wanted Joseph, their little brother, out of their life for good. Could you imagine what Joseph was thinking as he was handcuffed and thrown into a cage with other slaves? One second, he's the favored one of his father. And the next second, he's a common slave, the scum of the earth, to be sold to the highest bidder. He went from a place of prestige and position to a place of emptiness and wretchedness. As you remember, Jacob, his father, was a wealthy man. Yet now, Joseph has nothing. He went from a young man seeing visions and dreams from the hand of God to now being set up as a common criminal. Wow. Held behind a locked door with chains around his ankles, being taken to a place where they speak a different language. This had to be a horrific experience for this teenager to deal with. I'm sure Joseph learned real quick how to cry himself to sleep. Well, with that as a backdrop, we're going to consider this thought here uh, in light of our title, When the Party's Over, Having Favor. Let me read to you what it says here in Genesis chapter 39, verse 1. You keep your eyes on the road, and I'll read you the text. It says in Genesis 39, 1, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of his bodyguard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph. So he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now his master saw that the Lord was with him, and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight, and became his personal servant, and he made him oversee over his house. All that he owned was put in his charge. And it came about that from the time that he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he owned, 
stoned, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned, in the house and in the field. And so he left everything he owned in Joseph's charge and with him, and there he did not concern himself with anything except for the food that he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Wow, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. Let's take it apart here. So Joseph is sold in Egypt to the highest bidder, which happened to be this man named Potiphar. Now, he was an officer of Pharaoh's personal bodyguard, maybe equivalent to the FBI or the CIA. It was a special unit, to say the least, that was put in charge of protecting Pharaoh himself. Now, Potiphar was obviously a wealthy man. He was well-to-do. He was a man of power and position. Again, we were told that he had many servants, and now Joseph is just one of his many slaves. But this is where Joseph could have become a miserable person. He's been given, obviously, the raw end of the deal. Life had turned sour on him. His circumstances have worked out for the absolute worst. Yet, Joseph doesn't walk around, you know, with just this misery on his face. He doesn't walk around just like, oh, woe is me. I changed my name from Joseph to Eeyore. I'm just so bummed. Everything just doesn't work out for me. But instead, in verse 2, it says that the Lord was with him. And Joseph worked hard. He was committed to his new job as a, as a slave, and he outworked all the other slaves. And everything he did, he did it as unto the Lord. You know, why do we take so much time in reading a text and breaking it down here at Core Church Los Angeles? It's because I believe the only way that you and me can grow as the men and women of God is through the continual, constant teaching of the Word of God. And that's what we do here. And I want to challenge you that have been listening to us on the radio for quite some time. There's going to be two groups of you. One of you, uh, one of the groups that listen to us often on the radio, you're going to be encouraged and uplifted in your faith. And if that's you, I would encourage you to, you know, help support us. You know, maybe you could just support us on a monthly basis because at the end of every program here, we try to give people an opportunity to come to know the Lord and we, you know, offer free Bibles and we mail them out. And, you know, all of these are expenses for the radio expense and the Bibles and all of these things. And if you're being ministered to and you're actually growing in your faith, would you consider supporting us on a regular basis? And then, of course, there's the other group that's like, no, you kind of annoy me, actually, Pastor. It's like, well, thank you for at least tolerating us, okay? So you don't have to worry about supporting us. We would only want those that are being ministered to. So thank you for tolerating me. But anyway, you could check us out at corechurchla.com, or you could actually just go and text and, and do it right on your phone. You can text Core Church LA, all one word, all put together, Core Church LA to 77977, and you can actually just donate right to us there. But anyway, but getting back to the text here and encouraging those of you that are uh, listening to you really pay attention to the text. Joseph did what? He did everything he could 
to do his job as unto the Lord. Again, he outworked all the other slaves. I wonder if there's any of you listening right now that's been passed up for a promotion. You're like, man, I got passed up again. Or this other person got a raise and I didn't. And, and it's such a bummer when you get passed up for a promotion and things like that. But let me just ask you a question, just being honest. I mean, maybe you're in your car by yourself. So just be honest with yourself. Is the other person outworking you? Look, you can't do anything about a family member that gets promoted when they don't deserve it. I mean, that's just going to happen in every job. But but it's like if the person is getting promoted over you, are they outworking you? Because, see, as Christians, the Bible says for us to do everything we do as unto the Lord. And that's how we're supposed to work. In fact, it says here in Ephesians 6, 5, it says, Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, in fear and tremble, and with sincerity of your heart as unto Christ, not by a way of eye service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will render as unto the Lord, not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. See, so here this was written thousands of years after Joseph was doing his job as under the Lord, but yet Joseph is obeying to the letter of the law of what is written in Ephesians 6. So um, what I'm asking you is, you know, are you doing your job as under the Lord? Not just when the boss comes around, oh, hey, let's get busy. No, you're working hard continually. You're making your company money. You're a productive employee. See, listen, that's the person that gets promoted. And I am convinced in my heart that every single person who's a Christian should be the highest paid in whatever they do. Why? Because you're honest. You don't steal from the company. You don't call in sick when uh, uh, you're not sick. Okay, you're a good employee and good employees are the ones that get promoted. So, hey, just challenge yourself with that. Work harder and see if you don't get uh, a raise from the boss. Yes, Joseph was obedient. He worked with sincerity from his heart as unto the Lord. He didn't just serve with eye service when the boss was around. He worked hard all the time. And that's how the Lord watches us. He watches us all the time. Joseph simply lived his life as unto the Lord. And notice what God tells us in verse 6. If we do this, I like when it says if, because if we do it, it will happen. And if you don't, it won't. Okay? So if you do that, that will cause God's blessings to follow our actions. Yes, just like what God did in Joseph's life some 6,000 years ago, God will do for us. Why? Why? Why will God bless us? Because God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, Joseph was stripped of his coat of many colors, but he was not stripped of his love for God, nor of his character. Again, why? Because Joseph had true integrity. He had a true and a real love for the Lord. And though his circumstances and quality of life had radically changed for the worse, yes, he went from the favored son of a wealthy man to become a slave in Egypt. See, Joseph was simply not going to allow what his brothers did, selling him as a slave, to affect his relationship with God. I wonder what happens to us when our circumstances change. Does our servanthood and our desire to please God 
go up and down depending on the quality of our life or how things are going for us or how much we can physically see God moving in our life? It's something to think about. Yet for Joseph, and because of the genuineness of his love for God, God just unleashes blessings in his life. Don't miss this. God blesses obedience, not because we claim it, but simply because we do what he says to do. You know, there's certain preachers on the radio, preachers that you watch on TV, you know, guys like Joel Osteen that says, hey, we're all champions, and we're all going to be blessed by God, and all of these things. And of course, people gravitate to that. I think his church is some like 35,000 people, you know, crazies, wrote all these books on prosperity and success and all of these things. And it's basically people watch that because why? We want our ears tickled. We want to be told that God loves us and he's going to bless us. Don't we all want the blessings of God? I mean, don't we all want that? But God doesn't bless because you claim to be blessed. God doesn't bless because, oh, I listened to this person or that person, and I read this book, and, you know, God, I'm, gonna, I'm highly favored of the Lord. He's going to bless me for blessing's sake. No. God blesses when we obey Him. God blesses when we listen to His Word. God blesses when we obey the commands that He has in His Word. So if you're walking in an area of your life that's in total disobedience to God, yet you're claiming blessing, it's not going to happen. And if you do get a blessing, it's not God that's given it to you. Because God says, look, I want you to walk with me. So the question is, is there any known sin in your life that you've allowed to come in and creep in. If you've got that thing that's inside and it's happening and you're doing a particular thing, you have to repent from that. You need to turn from that so that God can just pour his blessing out. Because does God want to bless you? Absolutely, yes. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your work. He wants to bless everything about it. Your family, your spouse, your maybe a, a, a future spouse if you're single. But we need to walk in obedience, and that's why it's so important to find yourself in a place to where you are getting good teaching. And if you're not getting good teaching and you're not growing in your relationship with your at, I consider, or I should say, I'd like you to consider, you know, checking us out at Core Church Los Angeles. We have three services on Sunday, one at 8.30 a.m., one at 10.30 a.m., and one at 6.30 p.m. And these are all live stream services that you can watch live stream. You can go to the App Store and download our app and all of those things. If you're on the East Coast, you have to add three hours to those times because you're obviously three hours ahead of us. We're Pacific time. You're Atlantic time. But anyway, I encourage you to uh, check out our live stream. But for those living in the L.A. area and surrounding area, even Orange County, it's like, why don't you think about coming and driving to core church? There's nothing like sitting in church, worshiping, and being taught the Word in church. So I encourage you to do that. And maybe there's some that are listening right now that you find yourself distanced from the Lord. Maybe you think, well, Pastor, you know all this blessing you're talking about? Well, there's no blessing in my life. It's been difficult. My circumstances have turned, you know, sour, and, and things have been very rough for me. Well, listen, maybe you find yourself distanced from the Lord because of some things that have gone on in your life. But whatever the case is, whether it's self-inflicted because you're living in sin, 
or it's just circumstances went sour for some bizarre reason. Joseph didn't do anything wrong to deserve him being sold as a slave. So regardless of what the situation is, if you find yourself distanced from the Lord and you want to get right with him today, and you just want to clear the air between you and the Lord— I just encourage you to pray this prayer. And that's if you're willing to say, you know, God, I, I just want to be who you want me to be. And if that's your desire and you want to be close with the Lord, because I can tell you this, God loves you and he cares about you and you're precious to him. So pray this prayer and God will hear you. You say, well, how do, how do I know God's going to hear me, Pastor? Because if you're sincere in your heart, trust me, God hears all sincere prayers. So pray this now, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died for me, that you were buried, and I believe you rose again from the dead. Jesus, I just pray that you would just fill my heart. I just feel so empty. I need your love. I need your your mercy in my life. God, I just give you myself, Lord. Just fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior and be my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to send you a Bible. You can email me at bible at corechurchla.com. Give me your name and your address, and we'll get you a Bible in the mail. Bible at corechurchla.com. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. 